welcome. Thanks for tuning in to The Good Nurse Outlook, a podcast about life from a nurse's point of view. But if you're not a nurse, that's okay too. Not only will I discuss things nursing and healthcare related, but everyday matters as well. Honestly, the topics are endless. I'm your host, Nurse Naj. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome to episode two of The Good Nurse Outlook. So on today's topic, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. I'm not sure if you ever heard of it or if you ever had it or you knew someone who had it. Uh, It's not a mental illness, but it could feel like it sometimes. Imposter syndrome is defined as having a perceived fraudulence. It involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persists despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. Recently, the reason why I decided to use this as a topic because I've been like having these fluctuating feelings where I feel like I may have imposter syndrome, but then I also have this like you a bad bit attitude. I don't know, but my friend, she brought it up to my attention and I thought, you know what, let me dig deeper into this. Try to like analyze the root of my own problems and insecurities. Let me look up this word too. I kept hearing about it, but I really didn't know like for sure what it meant. So there are five types. You have the perfectionist the expert, the natural genius, the soloist, and the super person. And I feel like all nurses, or most nurses anyways, like in healthcare or even like people in general, like if you're doing something, you want to be the best at it. You want to be perfect. You want people to know like they can come to me for these issues because I know what to do. (laughs) Some examples are writing off your successes despite praise from others. And you push yourself harder despite those feelings to prove worthiness so like wanting your dream job but then getting your dream job and feeling like you didn't deserve it or you worry that maybe you're not good enough I for myself and say that I am very cocky I'm very confident I work hard everything I have I've gotten on my own out the mud you feel me let me stop you know like I was a CNA for like eight years put myself through nursing school right after I passed NCLEX two days later I started my bachelor's program graduated with honors I took like a semester off then I started a nurse practitioner program which I finished last month in May but I took I shouldn't have did this y'all this is probably where I got my imposter syndrome from because I'm gonna be very honest after I graduated my friend was like take your exam da 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 I'm like no I'm done I've been in school for eight years like like, no, I'm not taking this exam. I'm smart. I'm good. I'll pass. So I took a New York contract in the ER. And then I was like, okay, after this contract, I'm going to study. I'm going to pass. Then I took another contract. I was like, whatever. This is an easy contract. Like, it's only three days. Before it was four days and nights. This is three days. And like, I could just study on my off days. Nope. I didn't study on my off days. I was like, you know what? I'm going to end this contract and I'm going to really study, really grind da, 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 da. I took a refresher course I studied my butt off for three weeks I just did like the practice questions that came with the refresher courses I did like maybe I think it was like 500 practice questions but I wouldn't really count those because I felt like they were easy or whatever nonetheless my exam date comes up my adult gerontology primary care nurse practitioner state exam comes up and I'm like whatever I got this took it early morning um I was like wow this is so easy and then there were some questions I didn't know and I was like, mm. <coughs> sorry, y'all, I was choking. There were some questions I didn't know, but I was just like, you know, it's fine. It's not like going to kill me. And even I flagged some answers because I wasn't too sure. I was like, I'll go back. At the end of that exam, it kept asking me, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Like it asked me probably five times. 
And I'm like, yes, I'm not changing my answers. And then I thought about it. Maybe I'm not sure. So I went back and changed some answers. Y'all, y'all. Why I failed my state exam by three points because I went back and changed my answers. Three points. Like what? First of all, these exams are like $400. They're four hours, 175 questions and three points I failed by. And you can't even take it again until like, 60 days with another $400 almost. After I failed, I just couldn't believe it. Cause it tells you at the end, it says fail. I was like, oh my gosh, it was so aggressive. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, whatever. I told the ladies, oh, thank you, thank you. Y'all, it'd be so embarrassing to just know you failed, walk out, they know you failed and you just keep that smile on. You cry in the car, honey, okay? Um, This is probably where my imposter syndrome started stemming from. I went to the car. I. I played um, a sermon. It really like made me feel like, like I wasn't a failure. And the crazy thing is, even though I failed, I didn't feel like a failure. I'm still successful. I still make good money. I'm a registered nurse after all. I know I'm intelligent. I mean, you missing by three points, honey. But yeah, I just like, I didn't feel like a failure. I was just like, oh, I told my friends, they were like, oh, just take it again. Like nobody, I don't want to say they didn't care, but like everyone's like, oh, well, you're already up here. Just take it again. You can only get higher. I mean, it's not like you're struggling. So whatever. It was just, it was just weird because now I got to study again. Like, I don't want to do that. I didn't lose track. Okay. I was just like, whatever. I'm going to just pick another contract. Girl, did I learn anything, y'all? I didn't learn nothing. I'm currently not working in a contract right now. I don't plan to be out of work for 60 days just to repeat this exam. I'm just going to not change my answers and be confident in the skills that I do have. So when I had those emotions, I didn't want to go back to work. And I was working for them and I didn't want anyone to know that I, I failed my exam because I'm like, girl, everybody thinks you're so smart and they think so highly of you. And then I just stayed home for a little bit and just like moped in my sorrows. More so because I have to take it again. And like studying for that exam was so traumatizing. As I go through the examples of imposter syndrome, it just highlights certain things that I felt like, oh, damn. The reason why I didn't want to go to work because I'm like, wow, I couldn't pass that exam. I'm like, Ugh. But um, although I didn't pass the exam, I felt like maybe I'm not confident. Maybe I'm not like smart enough to like do this, do anything. And it was just so crazy. So another example of imposter syndrome is personal goals that I may have set for myself. And I thought that maybe they were too big or maybe I'm doing too much. Or who am I to think I can accomplish that? Like, who am I? Sometimes I I feel that way because social media, I will take a hiatus from social media like that. I won't even tell nobody. Well, I guess that's what a hiatus is, girl. Mm. But you know, I would just take a break. It really can make you feel like inferior. And even if I think I have a pretty great life, just to toot myself on the back, I cook wonderful meals. I exercise when I can, like walk. When I say exercise, I mean like walk a little bit. New Year's goals, they're changing. Nonetheless, y'all, I have a whole outline and I'm just jumping all over the place. This is why I need to read from my outline. A lot of that stems from just like social media and then, and I'm gonna make an episode. I'm gonna make an episode about how social media is fake. People know it's fake anyway. People only show their good side. Like me posting about my failure. Why would I do that? Because in life, sometimes you fail, but you've learned from your failures and you become a better you. And I'm still balling. <laughs> I'm 
terrible. Seriously, certain personal goals, even this podcast, y'all. I had this podcast named since like last year, January, February. Bought all this equipment in last year to start this podcast and I never started it because I'm like, oh, there's so many interesting podcasts. What do I have to say that's different from what everybody else has to say? And then I'm like, I have a lot to say and I'm actually very interesting. I work in the ER and I don't see too many, but I'm also not looking. So if there are ER podcasts out there, shout out to you. Put me on, you know, invite me on. Maybe we could talk about a little bit something something but yeah I didn't want to start this podcast because it was just like the whole imposter syndrome who am I to do it who am I to start a podcast the main point of this is that imposter syndrome can affect anyone regardless of job or social status but high achieving individuals often experience imposter syndrome which is pretty funny right because me master's degree black girl um in regards to like maybe I shouldn't be an MP like I never felt that way and those skills just in me having 13 years in healthcare and working in the emergency department and building the resilience, you know, be confident to look somebody straight in their eye and be like, listen, no arroz, no pap, no papaya, no, come on, where, where my Espanol at? What I be saying to these? No bebe, no comida, no arroz, no papaya, or is it pape? Y'all, I'm working on my Spanish. But anyways, I be looking patients right in the face and be like, your cholesterol is too high, sir. No rice, no potatoes, cut out the corn. And you know, Spanish people love their street corn because I'm half Spanish, but nonetheless, I'm so off topic. Of course, like it makes sense that people who have achieved so much are looking at themselves like, do I really belong here? Like what is going on? Imposter syndrome can lead to self-condemnation and some risk factors may be anxiety, depression, frustration, shame, and lack of confidence. A friend shared with me that she was suffering from imposter syndrome. She actually identified it in me. And then she told me that she suffered from it. But I'm like, girl, you're gorgeous. Like you're smart, you're intelligent. Like she is so beautiful. Like I would say her name, but I'm not trying to embarrass her. Then I thought about it and I'm like, look at me being dismissive. Just because someone is smart, beautiful, so gorgeous, you know, all these things. What, she don't have any feelings? She's like not entitled to go through things. Sometimes people are very dismissive on people because they want to say like, oh, what are you complaining about? You have this, you have that, you should be grateful. No, you, you should be able to soak in your sorrows. I don't care. Sometimes people can be too quick to be dismissive, which impedes someone wanting to open up and then they hold that in. That leads to other things. They probably start drinking, going out to the club, doing un- good things someone does come to you and they're expressing some type of feelings don't be that person that's like oh you'll get through it or oh you'll be fine i know you got like you know oh don't do that that i don't like that Mm -mm. that's imposter syndrome it's not a mental illness again but it has been linked to professional perfectionism just because you may feel like that person whatever they're complaining about is so minute like it doesn't even matter like there's so much bigger problems going on in the world don't be like that don't be dismissive like that that's not cute what are some solutions to imposter syndrome so on social media there was a post that stated how an individual would create a photo album of all the good things or positive things that people said about them and whether it was a screenshot or they get their phone and wrote it in their notes if it was verbal they would save all those things and put it in a folder and look at it on like down days and I actually started that a year ago if I made like an Instagram post and people said like kind things under it um not like every time I would snap a shot but maybe like you know a day pass and then I'll just open it up and screenshot it and put it in the photo album or if someone left a comment on Facebook or text me something really nice I would save it and then like if I felt like I was down depressed or really not feeling confident enough to push past whatever I was going through I'll open it up a favorite one of mine is my doctor friend um 
he's probably too busy to listen to this podcast, but he was like, you're a giant. And that meant so much to me because I think the world of him, he's young, Hispanic doctor, getting it. I know Maria knows what I'm talking about. The love of my life, child. The love of my life. Just kidding. <clears throat> but yeah, the folder was a really great idea. I mean, I still do it. Another thing I do when I'm leaving a contract, I'll like write down things that people have said about me on that contract. Sometimes when I go to a new facility and I may feel like a little nervous, I just remember like people like you're a great IV sticker. You're so helpful. You're a team player, stuff like that. And like positive affirmations really does help. An article by Very Well Mind suggests that you can reduce these feelings of imposter syndrome by talking to friends, family, supportive peers and mental health professionals some tools you can do is assess your abilities look at your strengths write down your accomplishments and what you're good at don't focus on things being so perfect rather focus on them being done well and also question your thoughts like why do i feel like i'm not enough like why am i having these thoughts where is this stemming from say positive affirmations about yourself i am qualified i am doing a good job i know what i'm doing i know who i am evil voices you will not get to me i am deserving of all my desires and stop comparing yourself that is the craziest i don't want to say like oh i never compare myself when you compare yourself to other people or what other people's timelines or things that they're doing it just diminishes your own light inside of you and why would you want to do that if you are having feelings of like self-doubt or like you don't feel worth it for yourself give someone a compliment hey, I like your shoes today. Hey, I, whatever. You will be surprised how that turns your mood around. Like, I know it sounds weird. Like, oh, why would I give someone a compliment and I'm not even filling up? But you will see, like, that'll change your, that'll change your mood, I'm telling you. I give people compliments all the time. I love to give a compliment. Also, limit social media, a favorite of mine. That's why I'm like, I'm gonna start a podcast and I like to go ghost. That don't even make no sense. But I'll post and then I'll disappear and I'll post. Not Okay, that, that sounds terrible. That sounds very inconsistent. I don't mean it in an inconsistent way. I mean it in a, I won't let the comments and the words of others get to me. And finally, just practice gratitude, you know? Be grateful for the things that you do have. Be grateful for what you are experiencing. Be grateful that you aren't where you used to be and you are not dating who you used to date. Sometimes that's enough. Just knowing that you're out of a certain situation that you thought you couldn't get out of, that should be enough to get you to the next day. <laughs> Anyways, that concludes today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have you experienced imposter syndrome? How did you cope? Did you even know what imposter syndrome was? Let me know in the comments. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Oh, and also, success doesn't require perfection. No, didn't sound deep. I didn't I didn't think so. <laughs>